everyone's looking for the young guy. They're looking for McVeigh. I think take a shot out Todd Bowles, get him a second shot at head coach, and see if he can do it. I, I don't think they will. If they don't have Anthony Davis, I'm saying it right now, if Anthony Davis is out for the playoffs, they don't make it out of the first round. It's crazy. And our kids will know how great Tom Brady is because he's going to be playing. Uh, Yes, it is 15.0%. That's what the Yankees brought Garrett Cole to do. He was a six-round pick. This is a fairy tale story that's being written in front of our eyes. People like to call him their JV team, and they just stole one of their better players. They didn't struggle against the Padres. The Padres didn't really put up a fight in most of the games. Uh, Jerry Jones, hope you're listening. Hi, I'm Landon Bow, and you're listening to Outsiders Opinions with Kevin and Austin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to our NHL Opinions of the Week. And, um, you know, we're a few months into the season. Standings have settled down. And uh, the man that uh, has some thoughts on the standings and where teams stand, Austin. Yeah, this has been kind of a weird year. There's some teams that I thought would be much better that are out of the playoffs currently. And I mean, I'll just get right into it. The Arizona Coyotes, if the season were to end today, would be the final seed in the West, the eight seed. And they would be facing the, uh, I do not know who has the tiebreaker. I'm guessing the Vancouver Canucks have the tiebreaker because of points percentage. So it'd be the Arizona Coyotes versus the Vancouver Canucks in a playoff series. Two teams that last year missed the entire playoffs, Kevin. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I forgot the Canucks are at number one. Um, the team that's surprising to me is the Predators. This is a team that um bought out their uh alt or their leading scorer from two years ago, Matt Duchesne. They signed Ryan O'Reilly. I thought they were gonna tank or they were just gonna take some time, but it looks like they can compete for a playoff spot. They would be ahead of the Coyotes. Um, and who do you think the most disappointing team right now in the West is? In the West. I would probably argue that it still is the Oilers. Uh, the Oilers have a point percentage of 55.7. It's, it would still be higher than the Predators and Coyotes because they played less games, but they still are out of a playoff spot at the moment, and that's very concerning to see. And I, I just want to say that the Coyotes being 12-6 and six at home, and they play in a college stadium. I mentioned this to a couple of friends. But Arizona State is really the only team in the South that is a very good D1 program. And the fact that, let me put it this way, the starting goaltender right now, Joey Decord, for the Seattle Kraken, who's helping them get back into the playoff picture, went to Arizona State. So if if he plays Arizona, he's playing where he played college hockey. That's his home stadium. That was his home stadium. Is it not kind of crazy? That is, that is crazy. He's going back, but he's in the pros, which, yeah, that's crazy. And, um, yeah, I know there was a lot of talk with Arizona, but now they're looks like how they're does in the, the playoffs. Playoff, how do you get the – sorry to interrupt. How do you get the playoffs to work? How does Arizona's home games that seat 5,000 people, how is that going to work for a playoff yeah, series? It's going to be a lot of sellouts. <laughs> oh, it's at the uh, Arizona State University. Like, how do you – what what great marketing for the school. Yeah, that it does benefit the school, and maybe this benefits Arizona to incentivize them on finally getting a stadium, or are they on getting their own stadium. 
That's it's been really confusing. I think right now they're still in the process, but they may not get it. And if they don't get it in a certain period of time, they will be re- relocated, unfortunately, for Arizona. But at the moment, they're there and they're playing in a college stadium. I could just imagine. I couldn't imagine if I, I'll just use the one that's that we would be more familiar with. It's like if the Cowboys played at SMU Stadium while the Cowboys were rebuilding their own. Or if you wanted to go playoff game, the Mavs did play at SMU, Moody Madness. In a in a playoff game? Yeah. Do you not know the story of Moody Madness? Educate us. So uh, for those that were unaware, um, in the 90s, no, 80s, because the Mavs were good in the 80s, um, the arena did not think the team was going to make it to the playoffs or go to the Western Conference Finals. So they had booked it for a concert. So they went to Moody Coliseum. Or no, not. They went to Moody Stadium, which I believe is um, the SMU Stadium. Um, and they played a playoff game. Uh, so Would this happen to have been to, in 88 when they made the Western Conference Finals? It is actually, oh, was it in the 90s? No. Uh, okay, okay. This is going through it. This was 1984. 84. Um, it was April 26, 1984. Um, was it the first round, second round, what? I believe. Um, uh, okay, so it is Moody Coliseum. I wasn't sure. Um, it was the oh yeah, it was the first round playoff series with the Seattle Supersonics. Uh there were nine thousand and seven fans. Uh do you happen to know time. who won the game? Yeah, it was the Mavs. Nice. That, uh, that is that is weird. That is yeah. very weird. That's a oh, great comparison, you. Kevin. Thank yeah, you no. for bringing that up. That's awesome. It, it was the first NBA playoff series. Um it was our first uh NBA playoff series win. Man, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, I thought you were aware of Moody Madness. No, it's crazy. No, no, I was not. That's that's why we have you, Kevin. You got to hey, educate hey, us okay. sometimes. Good. I learned that from the 101 things a Mavs fan should know before they die. Um, but, yeah, so that, that would be the comparison, um, except this is their normal stadium. Um, I'm surprised. For the entire season. I don't yeah, know about exactly. normal stadium. That's kind of a stretch, but I get your point. This is their home stadium for the season, and that's very weird to see. Um, I'm surprised you didn't mention the Wild. Um, yeah, but the Wild don't have two of the best players on the planet. Like, I, I know the Wild still have Kaprizov, and they have a great team around uh, him, and they were supposed to have good goaltending this year, but Edmonton has that experience of going to a Western Conference final, having two of the best players on the planet and making all the moves they made in the offseason. If you're asking me who is more disappointing between those two, I would still say Edmonton because the difference in points is only three. Only three. Edmonton has three less points. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and then there's nothing. The Jets still playing because that was a team that dealt with a lot of turmoil um, lat, or in the offseason. Um, with bonus, but they're second in the division. Um, and if you go by points yeah. percentage, 
they have the best points percentage in the West. So mm-hmm. by points, the tiebreaker between the Avalanche and Canucks would go to the Canucks because of points percentage. But if you went overall points percentage, the Winnipeg Jets have one less point at 50, but they've done it in only 36 games. They would have the points percentage advantage if you just looked at that. So technically speaking, looking at it through that, the Jets have the most impressive record in the West, which is very I – mean, Rick Bonus has done a great job. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And um, especially with the turmoil last year because I – at the end, people were like, oh, this guy's going to opt out or force a trade. So that's all I got on the West. Um, the Stars have struggled, but they're still at the top. They're still in the playoffs. Um, and I, I can't think of any other team to mention in the West. I don't know if you want to move over to the East. Yeah, let's move over to the East. And the East is uh, the same team at the top. Whether you go by point percentage or by points, it's Boston. They have a uh, 72.2% point percentage. That is insane. Uh, It's not as good as last year, but I think that was... uh, was You can't have the best season in hockey history back-to-back years. I don't think anyone thought that was going to happen. So... But they're still dominant. I still think they're the best team, at least through the regular season. They proved it. Like I said, they have the most points of any team in hockey and the best point percentage. I think that speaks for itself. Uh, While also having the second best, nope, third, fourth best, plus minus. Somehow, that's actually crazy because the second best plus minus is the Kings, who only have 45 points uh, at plus 33. But... Uh, yeah, Boston's won four straight. They looked really good, and uh, the the top of the East is very stacked between Boston, Florida is finally looking right in the regular season. The Rangers and Hurricanes both look primed for a playoff run, and then uh, yeah, that's really at the very very top. Yeah, the Atlantic seems like the same top four: Bruins, Panthers, Leafs, Lightning, um, all at the top. Then you have the Red Wings, who look like they're starting to put it together. Um, but, yeah, as you mentioned, the Panthers are seeming to regain that regular season form. Uh, to me, it's the Rangers as the number one um, in the Metropolitan. Uh, this was a team where we were – they definitely had a lot of hype. They tried to put a big roster together last year, and they struggled in the playoffs. But it seems like they're finally getting it. And I believe this is the a new coach for the Rangers. Um is it? I don't think it is. I mean it may. It may be. Did they get rid of Gallant? Yeah, is it it's he I believe it's Levante. Yeah. Oh. Or wait. Uh, oh wait, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. This is a new head coach. You're right. Because, yeah, I remember, I think, Gallant, Gallant, Gallant got a lot of the blame for what happened last year. Uh, deserved or undeserved? Yeah. Whatever way you want to look at it, it's... It's working out for them now. I still put Boston ahead of them, even though it's been kind of weird because they played each other three times one time Boston won one time the Rangers won then the Rangers won again but it was an OT and regular season OT as Kevin we've watched a game live OT OT is very weird 
it's not like regular se- or postseason oh, OT. Oh, yeah, postseason it's OT not like 5v5. Like well, yes, it's probably. definitely more important than or more realistic or hockey-like than a shootout, and I hate shootouts, but it's still not fully what the game is. Just if you're good at 3v3, does not necessarily mean you're going to be good come playoff time. So I, I so those two are the easily the two best teams. And while you may be uh, more of a uh, fan of the Rangers than I am, or, or I, think I, I, I do Bruins. think that Boston has the better squad. Oh yeah. I think, and I think with the Bruins, like I brought up the Rangers because I was like, I'm surprised they're number one, the Bruins after historic year, like it's not as historic, but yeah, they're still number one in the East. Well, in in the entire league, yeah, and in in the entire league, which you could say is surprising because they lost um, Marshall. Bergeron and Krejci. Oh, Krejci and Taylor Hall, who they traded away to oh, Chicago. Oh, they traded him to Chicago. Oh man. Yeah, and then he's out for the year now. Gotcha. Um, and then I think you and I probably agree the most disappointing team in the East is probably the Penguins. Um, because it's Crosby. Not probably. Older. Or yeah, um, and then Carlson just that trade for Carlson, and they are second to last in the Metropolitan. The last is the Columbus Blue Jackets, so take that as you will. Yeah, uh, and while I would agree, they're definitely the most disappointing being seventh in their own division, but they are only two points back of a playoff spot. So while yes, they've been disappointing, it's not to the level or extent that I think the Oilers have. Sidney Crosby's played amazing. I do think they could still come back. It's just the East is so crowded around that 40-point mark. 40 or more points. There's a lot of teams right there. But, yes, I agree. The Pittsburgh has definitely been the most disappointing team. Another team I put up there, though, is the Devils. The Devils, in one less game, have the same amount of points. And I kind of expected them to be maybe not as good as they were last year, but right now they're still not in the playoff spot. The bottom two teams, the two walk-hard teams, are the Flyers and Capitals. And the Devils not even being in there yet. Uh it's it's concerning. Yeah, and they're a team that was young, and oh man, this could be a really good team, and they've struggled. So yeah, they they're a team I was gonna bring up. Um, but it looks like the Flyers and Capitals, where I was like, oh man, these teams might struggle. They're playing up, and I believe they would both make it into the postseason at this moment. So, um, I, I'm curious. Do you think we see a lot of shift at the top of these divisions? It's the very top, like the yeah, one. Very top. No, yeah, I don't think. I think uh, in the do... East, no. In the East, no. I think it's going to be Boston Rangers out. I could see either the Jets or Stars passing the Avalanche. I could see a team passing the Canucks, whether it be uh, Vegas or the Kings. But in the East, the difference is a lot larger. And I think also skill wise, like when I watch Boston and the Rangers, they just look a small tier ahead and I don't see them falling off. Yeah. And I don't, I think there are teams out of the playoffs that could make the playoffs, but to me, it's in a wild card spot. I agree. Uh, yeah. Um, I think the team, like the avalanche jets and stars, I feel are comfortable. Like they, they should make the playoffs. Um, same thing with the Canucks, golden Knights, Kings as well. Um, it's just on the borders teams that I'm not sure could happen. Um, so th- that's what I was thinking. Um, the West, I, 
maybe the Oilers start putting it together. Or Well, they're on a six-game win streak as we're recording. Same thing with the Kraken. So we'll just have to see. But what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. It, it's The trade deadline's really going to be, like I did say before, that this is a point where I'm starting to worry, and I am starting to worry about these teams. Or are they legit? Like, I think the Coyotes being in the playoff spot at this point of the season, like you can't say – like maybe they fall out of it, but to this point, they it, they proved that they are a competitive team. Maybe not. Maybe they don't get a playoff spot, but they're competitive. However, the trade deadline is really going to be the next point to where I'm like, okay, these teams are their true pretenders or contenders, or what their actual goal is this season. If it, it's just to make a playoff spot or make a playoff spot at the very end, and we've seen in hockey how you get the last seed, you can still make a large push. So I think the trade deadline is the next point to where I can really say what teams are going to fall out or into a playoff spot. Yeah, and I think right now and where people where teams are in the standings really kind of sets how do teams determine what they're going to do at the deadline. So, I think that's all I got. I'll let I'll toss it over to you to close it out. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. What teams do you think will make a big push or fall out of the playoff spot? Thank you guys for listening again.